Hello and welcome to Lapsed Gamer Radio, the community podcast about video games which aims to bring lapsed and active gamers together in an effort to keep the hobby alive for us all. I'm your host Mark Hamer and today we'll be talking about what we've been playing recently and any other news stories of note, plus I think we've got some listener questions. Joining me today are Stuart Neal and returning special guest, the master of the naughty snort himself, Andy Palmer. Good evening gentlemen. Good evening. Back from the wilderness, where he belongs. <laughs> Do you want to explain to our listeners who might not know you out in the real world what the naughty snort is it is a special palmerism of exhaling breath when someone does some, something especially wonderful to myself well, no, sharply inhaling right it's like uh, the george costanza snort oh god yeah if i exhale that could be all kinds of mess couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right um so we've got some listener questions first of all gur at gurdog72 um, i don't actually know who that is no, I think it's a new listener, potentially. Oh. Well, hello, new listener. Uh, so, at Gerdog72 says, what is your favourite gaming food? I was reading this and thinking, is that game food yeah. in games or food to eat while playing games? I think either or. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, is it bad to say Gatorade and Doritos? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's got to be anything that isn't too greasy, really. Yeah, basically. Yeah, oh, no. Crumbsy. Crumbsy? Yeah. Crumbsy. Nothing, yeah. nothing Crumbsy. with crumbs. Nothing, nothing with grease. Like, they don't eat hot wings and then pick up your controller. Oh no! Well, no, no. don't play. Like. Don't eat hot wings and then pick up my controller because you won't be you won't be allowed round again. <laughs> yeah, just whatever's in the house at the time. And if we're talking about favourite food from a game, it's probably it's, it's got to be the steak from Monster Hunter. Oh yes, yeah. so tasty. <laughs> what about um, sweet roll? Oh, yeah, of course. From Skyrim. Yeah, sweet roll. Did someone steal your sweet roll? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't really eat while I'm gaming because my hands are busy gaming. Um, <laughs> That's clarification. <laughs> but sometimes, I don't know, sometimes when I have like a Friday night, Friday night tights, uh, Friday night titan session, I might treat myself to some Haribo strawberries. <laughs> oh, you monster. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I don't really eat while gaming. I drink copious amounts of coffee. And um, I've developed a, an addiction to uh, Fentiman's Curiosity Cola. If anyone at Fentiman's is listening would like to send me a crate of Curiosity Cola, then that would be very nice. Thank you. You are very, very far down the line for product placement <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> no one from Fentiman's is listening. But yeah, Curiosity <laughs> Cola is like, it's my new drink of choice. Oh, actually, yeah, think about it. Uh, Jacob's Cream Crackers, that's my go-to, uh, go-to snack. It okay. fulfills all of the criteria that we've just mentioned. With what spread on it, though? Just just plain. Just plain? Oh, oh you yeah. savage. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a savage man, Mark. No, just plain. Just get in there. Go in dry. That's how I live my life. Oh. Shall we move swiftly on? <laughs> yes, please. I think we should. Okay. Um, good old column, uh, multi-platform man, at Solm67. Uh, he's messaged to say, what Switch Day 1 games are you picking up? I think we've covered this multiple times. I'm the only one who's getting a Switch Day 1. Yeah, well, I'm the only one who's getting a Switch and keeping it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yes. Um, I've already pre-ordered Zelda, mm-hmm. and I, um, seriously tempted. I, I, I mean, I think... One two switch is a little bit cheaper than full price, isn't it? Some of the other games, yeah. So I might Possibly. be tempted to pick up one two switch just so I've got something to to play with uh, my girlfriends. Mm. 
um, but Zelda, Zelda Day One. Mark, no, no I, did, <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not pluralize that. Did I? Freudian slip, I think. You said, yes, you did pluralize that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, most subconsciously thinking about my Cali and Mari amiibos. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're beautiful. They are a thing of beauty. Yeah, uh, Zelda, and that'll, that'll keep me. I mean, like, there's so many re- games coming out in the um, not too distant future. I currently have sat on my PS4 dashboard, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, which doesn't unlock until midnight on Wednesday because for some reason we get it 24 hours after the Americans. Uh, but there's that, uh, and then there's Mass Effect uh, and um, Persona Five. So Zelda will keep me, you know, keep me going on the on the Switch for a good while until uh, Marika Eight Deluxe and Splatoon Two, and then mm. you know whatever else comes out later in the year. Like there is a decent number of games that are coming out, just not on day one. Hmm. The one game that I am picking up is the Wii U remake of the Switch Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's about the only one I'm getting. Well, to be fair, that still looks fine. Like, it I've does, some, yeah. I mean, apparently it's got like a few frame rate hitches and things like that here and there. But I'll not notice. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's not. It's like, it, from what I've seen, it's like it is pushing the Wii U to the max and and the, the that was the the wii u footage was the stuff we saw first and it still looked absolutely gorgeous yeah it did. so yeah um edge's latest 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. well, i don't hand them out there very often questions for the community somebody asked the community what have you been playing on your phone nick case at haunted crime said i've played and loved a normal lost phone and i'm currently addicted to egg ink Stuart, do you know anything about these games a normal lost phone was um, sort of in a demo um, phase at EGX last September and has been recently released on both mobile and PC. Okay. I have no idea what Egg Inc. is. No, um, I've never heard of it. I'll go back to the, the premise for a normal lost phone is that basically you find a phone and are able to get into it and try and find out the story of how it got lost on the owner and what have you. It's kind of like a... Um, almost like a sort of a puzzle sort of mystery sort of game um it literally is you have the like the user interface of a phone and you get to go through text messages or little folders what have you that are on the phone and what have you it's quite clever um in what it does and obviously it looks really good on a phone um the pc version also looks fairly good as well but doesn't obviously feel quite as nice maybe to use Mm. although i haven't had a go at the pc version but i played the I think you can play the um, the demo if it's still available. Um, can be played on a web browser on your phone, and it still gives you the same user interface. Okay, uh, so it's it's quite nice to have a wee go up. Mm. Oh. Um, our good friend Andy Brown, downtown Andy Brown um, at Clinical Andy from uh, Code of Momentum, he also says that I've just started playing a normal Lost Phone and seems good so far. Um, today is that is that free? Uh, it's two twenty nine on the Android store at least. Two pound twenty nine. I know. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's that seems like a fair price if it's a good game. Um, Dan Ragnar at Justin Knowles. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, my current mobile addiction. Uh, I am also still addicted to to, um, mm. to Fire Emblem Heroes. Well. I'm playing it less than I than I was. Like I was on it multiple times a day, every day when it first came out, and now I'm down to playing it maybe once a day. Hmm. Um, it's lost a little bit of its veneer, but I still think it's a really good game. But and I haven't really played a proper Fire Emblem game. 
um and i imagine it's quite shallow compared to to those yeah, so if you played a proper so. fire yeah so it might lose some of its luster zoso1701 uh, at zoso1701 uh it says fire emblem here too it's a solid bite-sized representation of the full titles ignoring the paper absolutely not, i haven't put any money into that game and, and i haven't needed to so that's good no, so that's far good, yeah, yeah. Um, Gur at Gurdog72 still addicted to two dots on the phone Chinatown Wars on the iPad and AC Syndicate on the X-Bone which is not a phone no it's not a phone no it's not a phone yeah. I don't, at least I don't think really it's really extravagant phone <laughs> very bulky phone <laughs> Chinatown Wars was was um, that's not uh, is that a GTA yeah it's the Grand Theft Auto it was the DS exclusive at the time yeah, because I started porting a lot of those old. Um, I mean, you can get like I think you can play GTA Three and Vice City and. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Phoenix Wright's on the iPad as well. San Andreas and uh, is it? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> is it on Android as well? Um, I'm not sure. It's definitely on iPad. Oh, I'm I not sure if it's on Android. Ah, uh, might have to look into that. Um, and I've got our good old friend column at solemn 67 completely misunderstanding the question of what have you been playing on your phone says i've been playing far cry primal on my ps4 and fire emblem awakening on 3ds well maybe he's been on his phone whilst he's been playing him so. <laughs> uh, he's column's an old man uh, and in, Just I'm a senior moment. He hadn't had his medication when he sent this tweet <laughs> and thought that the ps4 and the 3ds are phones maybe or i don't know and finally, Jack Smith at Chronogenesis, uh, with more games that I've never heard of. He plays a lot of games I've never heard of. Uh, been enjoying uh, Potion Explosion, as well as a few other favourites, such as um, Solitarica, uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, and Ticket to Ride. I have heard of Ticket to Ride. That's the only one I've heard of as well. Yeah, I, I don't know where Jack finds these games. <laughs> so when it does, um, it does even better than I do with weird when things. he sent us his like top ten lists of the year, all seven or eight of them. Yep. Um, I maybe recognised five ten percent of the games he was talking about. <laughs> LGR Retro Game Challenge, Stuart. What's going on with that? Um, well, the Donkey Kong one finished uh, last Wednesday, so our new one and uh, Jack at Chrono Genesis um, actually picked this one. So. The new Retro Score Challenge is Super Mario Brothers, and it's your highest score up to the end of World 1-4. So basically the first four levels, and seeing what your high score is. At the minute, we only have one person, which is Jack, who has actually got a score on the leaderboard. I think we're all kind of shying away from it this time. (laughs) He... I think we retweeted a very substantial um, sort of guide to point scoring on it. <laughs> I think mm. a lot of people just went, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a go at it and will post a score of some description uh, to at least challenge, slightly challenge Jack. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's just an interesting little thing that we're doing. I don't really remember too much about Super Mario Brothers, but it's like I've never really paid that much attention to the score in a Mario game. No. I know it's there. But I never really pay that much attention to it, so yeah. that could be interesting. Um, so is, is it like based on finding all the coins and things like that, and then finding all the coins and maybe potentially selective reuse of lives because your right. score will remain, and then if you lose a life, you get to go through a little bit of the level again and maybe gain more points that way. There, are, oh. there's an awful lot of clever strategies could be crafty. Employed. 
So there is. Uh, I'll have to look into this. Yep. Uh, and then I guess finally, before we move on to what we've been playing, uh, backlogathon update. <laughs> um, go for a mark. Uh, no, go on. You go first, too. Um, I've picked up maybe a couple of bits and pieces on Steam. I honestly can't even tell you the names of some of the things. It was a very <laughs> cheap. It was. I think it was last week. It was a very cheap package of maybe about 10 games and I think for like three pounds or so I think there was one of them I had on my wish list mm. and it was included and I think it was down to like 39p or something but the rest of them came to like two pound so I thought ah why not <laughs> yeah why not so in that that respect that's all of mine at the minute fair enough um I bought one game cost about tenner uh, but it's not a game that you can finish because it's multiplayer only. Really, right? Well, I think it's got a single player, but it's, it's pretty much multiplayer only, so it doesn't have an end. So I'm not counting that as part of my backlog, and it's just something I like to play from time what to time. What is it? Uh, well, I'll talk about that when I, when we come on to what we've been playing. Well, fair enough. And I've only managed to finish one game over the past week. Uh, it was my birthday weekend um, last weekend, so. Um, I didn't actually play much over then, and then most of the rest of the time has been taken up by my crippling Stardew Valley addiction, so <laughs> I've only been able to finish one game this week. Yeah, one game bought, one game finished, so mm. <laughs> on a level this week. I was in a local Asda, and I was slightly tempted at picking up Diablo 3 for £2.50 on the PS3. Oh, but bargain. Then, yeah, I know, but then I remembered that didn't include the expansion uh reaper of souls no that uh, came out on uh, next gen consoles well i think, I think it, there was a ps3 version as well wasn't it? yeah it was released yeah didn't it like it came out on console on ps3 yep and then reaper of souls came out later and i think it was like separate dlc and then when they brought it out on uh, next gen consoles it was like the ultimate evil edition that yeah. included the reaper, uh, reaper of souls expansion yeah. yeah it's still a lot of fun to play just the, the vanilla version but um reaper yeah. of souls just does make it a completely new prospect yeah and they just keep adding content for I've free just to, i've had to just step away just <laughs> yeah it's just, too just, much no. i do have the free version of diablo 3 installed on the pc through battle.net um mm. And have enjoyed the small amount that I've played of it, although I haven't played it in a good wee while because there's just so many other games to yeah. sit and take up your time. The real fun in that game is when you get to the end game stuff and you're yeah. just like making your your like character phenomenally powerful and going <laughs> up through the torment difficulties and just crushing everything and getting more loot and becoming more powerful and going up through more difficulty levels and just keep going and going and going. Oh, so good. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still chipping away. I haven't played it in a while, but I'm still chipping away at getting the platinum because I'm, I'm only uh, about four trophies away from getting the platinum. One of those is just a matter of time and the other one is completing the game and beating all of the bosses with a hardcore character, which I think I've talked about before. No, no where, chance. Uh, it's, come on, it's doable. It's oh, got to be doable. Mate, I couldn't get past level 30. Just Really? Yeah, um, but then I am an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look at some guides on that because uh, if, if you don't know, uh, hardcore mode is uh, if your character dies, then it's, that character is deleted. And you have to start again from the beginning. Mm. Um, and some of the trophies, the, the last trophies I've got left to do is reaching the level cap with a hardcore character and beating all of the, the main bosses from the end mm-hmm. of each chapter. Uh, so that's going to be tough. It's, um, uh, it's, it's, is it, uh, I can't remember the name, Balthiel? 
very final boss? Um, Malifor? Uh, m- yeah, Hit- Ma- Malfiel or something. I can't like imagine that. fighting him with a hardcore character. It, no, he's hard enough with like uh, on Torment One with my yeah. massively overpowered character. He's still a pain in the ass. So. Just good luck with all that. Okay, moving on to what we've been playing recently. Uh, let's start with the guest. Andy, what have you been playing? Well, you're very kind. Uh, I've been playing lots. Uh, I would... I've been, mostly I've been playing lots of Football Manager. But, oh, uh, Andy, but, why? But see, yeah, well, and telling I people... I thought you were stronger than that. <laughs> I'm a very weak man when it comes to Football Manager. But telling <laughs> people about Football Manager Safe is like telling them about your dreams and the fact that nobody yeah. cares at all. So uh, I could go on and talk about my all-conquering Villa team that's... 17 seasons in, 12 league titles, six Champions Leagues, and a shiny new stadium called the Palmer Stadium. But, uh, <laughs> but we might be here quite late, so I'll just I'll just move on from that. Um, <laughs> I recently finished the uh, the Tomb Raider reboot, the 2013 version that was mm-hmm. uh, released on the PS4 uh, last year or the year before, which was great. Mm. So I got around to picking up Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, ah. Which is at, which is brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the other Andy has spoke at some length about this anyway. Uh, but it may have been the, uh, the the actual reboot in the first place that he was speaking about. But it's a great game, completely throwaway plot, but it's got great mm. combat. It looks brilliant, mm. um, and I'm very much looking forward to the new the next one coming out because no spoilers, but the. Uh, the final part of it does very much set up a third game in what I presume is going to be a trilogy. Hmm. Uh, but we don't know. Who knows? It's the two made of franchise. They can keep going here for as long as they bloody want. I've got that sat on my hard drive because um, my girlfriend bought it and I downloaded it to have a little look because uh, they patched that one quite heavily for the PS4 Pro. So hmm. I just wanted to see what it looks like um, and the different graphical options. So I've, I've played maybe an hour of it. Um, I just got past a bear yes yes so that's, that's real near the right near the beginning right near the um, beginning but it, yeah. sh- if when you go back to it i'd um you should plug on it because it, it is really good and if you ever do mm. pick up a psvr it's got um a psvr setting on it as well so it's got psvr in- integration as well so um, i think that's wow. mostly for part of the dlc which is the croft manor dlc um yeah so i think that'll be quite good just going around to the croft manor with the whole vr headset on Mm-hmm. So definitely recommended. Um, I've also tried to play a bit of Dark Souls 2, the scholar of the first sin uh, <laughs> edition. Um, I loved Dark Souls 2, uh, to an unhealthy amount uh, back yep, on the PS3. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, played so much of it. Um, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's probably my favourite of the Souls games. But it feels wrong saying that because Dark Souls is so fantastic. Um, but I never actually played the DLC. So I thought, right, I'm going to actually mm. sit down. I'm going to start the Scholar of the First Sin Edition. I'm going to play through the DLC. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, the changes in the Scholar of the First Sin Edition are, are really good. That uh, They've made new enemies in places. I'm sure um, people that care about Dark Souls 2 already know about the changes that were made. Anyway, mm. mostly all the fucking pursuers that are all over the shop and keep jumping out at really inopportune moments but I just had to yeah. stop I had to stop um, 
Dead and when you go to uh, Hyde's Tower of Flame and you can't move for Hyde Knights. Everywhere. Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. But yeah. uh, I got to the Black Gulch, uh, which um, people wow. who, people who play it, I'm sure will be bro- breaking out in cold sweats just by the name of that fucking area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if anyone I don't know, it's just an area full of uh, statues that spit poison at you. Uh, it's quite annoying mm-hmm. because you can't move uh, for the things that are spitting poison at you. Um which is kind of doable in the, the vanilla version, but in the Scholarfest uh, Sin Edition, because it's a Dark Souls game and From Software were bastards, uh, they've thrown in two pretty hard NPC invaders, one very early on in the stage, one right near the boss, uh, the mm. boss gate. And I just couldn't. I spent probably, I think, two evenings just trying to get past it. I couldn't do it. I had to put it down. And with a tear in my eye, I had to just... Admit defeat, uh, uninstall the thing, and wow, um, you went you went for whole hog. <laughs> I went whole hog because I, the only way I could go do it is uh, is by starting a character because this this character is a mage and it's incredibly weak, but it's got decent mm. firepower. But I'm not used to playing with a mage, and I can't fight in close quarters with him. And I need to start again, and I do not have that time in my life to start that again. So unfortunately, (laughs) uh, R.I.P., which is a great shame because it's a fantastic game, and I would love to be able to play that DLC, but there's just not enough time. When when Dark Souls 2 first came out and we spent... About six months, like emailing each other on a daily basis, oh, God, yeah. with like law theories and things like that. When that game first I came got out, so obsessed with such oh, an in- insignificant, uh, insignificant character. Uh, what was yeah. it called? The uh, the guy like a he had like he was he was trapped in a cage, and there was a key that you had to find. And it, the key. oh, I know the guy you mean. Yeah, yeah. well, and I was obsessed with him for like far too long. I don't quite know what was going on in my life at that time. Um, <laughs> no, boredom um, yeah the Dark Souls 2 such a good game uh, yeah the- I went back to that myself recently um, apart from all like the changes they made with like adding new enemies and putting enemies in different things and I swear changing the pursuer's moveset to make him even more <laughs> fucking annoying um, especially when you get ganked by two of the fuckers as well yeah um, on top of all of that they made the areas in the, that were supposed to be dark in the original version but weren't yes um, they made them pitch black the gutter well and even just like some of the corridors there's like mm. one area uh, still in the forest of the fallen giants forest of the lost giants whatever it's called um, where there's like one corridor where there's a few enemies and one of those big turtle bros yes uh, and it's full of like the little sconces that you're supposed to light the braziers uh and like, and the, when the original version is like, you don't need to because you can see everything. It's fine. In this version, it's pitch fucking black. Um, so if you're not carrying a torch, then you can't see anything. Then of course, if you're carrying a torch, you can't hold a shield. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I haven't got anywhere near the gutter uh, <laughs> and the, the, the gulch and everything yeah. like that. But um, I'm breaking out in a cold sweat thinking about it. Now. <laughs> well, oh. that, that's that's what they that's what they intended in the first place, wasn't it? They, they intended it for had to, to have this really uh, intrusive pitch black area around it but i think it was mm. the the limitations of the hardware meant they had to actually phase it back which is why everything was that little bit lighter there was there was a reason why they didn't do it in, and why they've done it in the scholar of the first sin edition it does add mm. a lot more to the actual uh the, well the horror of the uh, yeah of the experience in truth um i but think playing that game at 60 frames a second is lovely i think i want to reinstall it yeah, you do. Yeah, I think yeah, I just you do. taught myself into reinstalling it, haven't I? 
Yeah, you have. Oh, Start any character. Just go, just go like sword and board. Yeah, Don't bother with all that yeah. magic nonsense. Drang Lake sword. sword. Uh, sword and board. Drang Lake yeah. armor. Just go through it. Hardcore everything. Jobs are good. Silver kite shield. Yeah. Oh, yeah you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm doing that tonight. What have you done? <laughs> I hate you. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> um, but moving on, um, I played some Watch Dogs 2, um, which I uh, I got uh, a couple of weeks ago. I've played about a week of it, um, mm. enough to kind of get to grips to it. It's good fun. And, uh, it is. Yeah, it, I like It's kind of an interesting take on stealth missions and stealth combat, which I quite like the whole... Um, the gadgets and the cameras and all the, the kind mm. of general idea of everything. Um, I really don't think that it needs to be open world. Uh, I think it would be perfectly good and perfectly reasonable if it was more of a, a contained, uh, a contained kind of like, I don't know, 12 to 15 hour kind of experience as opposed to this big open world city. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I think it loses a little bit in uh, the expansion of it. And, um, for that reason, I haven't played it in a couple of days, and I just I can't imagine kind of going back to it. Really, I think I had my fun, I had my time. I I know that it's got good little mechanics on it, but nothing's really dragging me back. No, it's the same problem with like every sort of open world game like that that's not made by Rockstar. It was like it was one of the biggest problems I had with Mafia Two, a game that I love, and the first Mafia as well. Is that like the story missions and everything was so good. Uh, but they put so much time and energy into creating this big open world and then put nothing in it at all. Like, the the open world existed for you to drive from where you from one mission to the next uh, in those games. Now, there's lots of, like, collectibles and challenges and things like that you can do out in, in Watch Dogs 2 that you kind of need to do to be able to unlock some of the upgrades. But it would be nice if you didn't need to, and it was a little bit, yeah, a little bit more focused, um, a little bit more... I can't believe I'm saying this. A little bit more linear. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. You know well, what they've got there. That, that you know they've got an, a really good, like medium experience game, but they've stretched it out into a thirty plus hour experience, and just the sheer kind of stretching of it, uh, they've lost quite a bit. But then I have only played about eight to ten hours, so you know. Maybe maybe there's something there on that'll really kind of bring everything into a bit more context. But if you no, there's not really. No, I mean, I I I love that game despite its flaws. But like, I found myself like to start with, I was driving all over the place, and then I was like, you know, I really can't be bothered. So I just fast travel to the closest Shop. thing I could fast travel yeah. to to the next mission, and then get over there as quickly as possible, and then just rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I just didn't really couldn't be bothered to explore the open worlds um which is you know if i'm playing gta 5 i just like i i quite i sometimes i'll jump onto gta 5 and jump into a um jump into gta online and play in a private server on my own and just fly around the city and just look at the map because it's beautiful mm-hmm. um i don't get i didn't get that with watchdogs at all no but i still love it i still love that game it's 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 a very good game but um, mm. there's just with everything that's out at the moment there's just not enough to it to really hook me in for longer than i've played but i'm i'm happy no. for, i'm happy for the time i have spent with it you should finish it like the the main the like the main story is good yeah it's it's dumb but it's good I, i've i've enjoyed i've enjoyed the writing of it so far i think it's uh it's funny enough uh, yeah intentionally funny enough 
to be able to carry itself. It, the the subject yeah. the subject matter could easily have been very po faced and very uh, up its own up its own ass. But um, like the first one, I uh, d- didn't play the first one. There was uh, enough no, hate to me off it. Um, yeah. But th- I think they, they've they've got the tone perfectly. Um, um, mm. Yeah, I think I'll, I will give it another go. But um, as we've just discovered, my life is going to be taken up by Dark Souls for the next thirty hours. Um, <laughs> I uh, another game I started la- uh, last night actually was uh, Ratchet and Crank on the uh, on the PS4. Uh, it's mm. my first Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, right. So I know there's loads that I've actually missed out on. Um, I played a bit more when I got back from work today, and it's brilliant. Yeah, I, it is it, really I, good. It's fantastic. Um, it's it looks amazing. It's mm-hmm. probably the uh, well, it's probably the best looking game I've played for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a bad feeling at some point, probably near the last third of the game, I'm going to hit a massive difficulty spike. It just has that feeling of a game that's going to uh, throw that at me. You won't until you get to the final boss, and then you'll hit a massive difficulty mm. spike. But that's that's it. Okay. It's just the fi- the final boss is an arsehole. Mm. Um, Kev had massive problems with that fight, and I had quite a bit of trouble with him as well. Um, but apart from the, it's, it's 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 quite reasonable right up until that point, and then it just get, it becomes brutal. <laughs> um, that's fine. No, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to have a blast with it. It's going to be a fun ten twelve hours to uh, to spend yeah. my life. It's it's hilarious. It's a really solid, like classic you know like third person yeah uh, mascot platformer yeah you know it's great absolutely and uh, i'm can't wait to finish up and get back on it later to be perfectly honest mm. i've just uh unlocked a gun that fires a giant grenade thing uh but yeah but i heard about you it wait a gun till, uh, yeah. you wait till you get to mr zircon uh is <laughs> mr that- zircon is the best I, th- I think I might have. Uh, yeah, I'll find. I'll come across him soon enough. I'm sure. I'll, I'll remember <laughs> him. I'm sure. Um, and something that there's not much point in me talking about because I know you, Mark. Uh, I played a bit of Stardew Valley. Uh, the mm. other month. I was off. I was off work. Uh, I was off work sick for a few days, and I just jumped into Stardew Valley. And I, I think I, I just didn't stop playing it pretty much from day one to when I actually went back to work. Um, I haven't picked it up since. So I played through the first year in, wow. in, in a couple of <laughs> just, days. Just wow. rinsed through that. Yeah. Um, but then just, I, I played so much of it and I was so unwell. I just can't mm. bear to go back into it. Um, but <laughs> it's it's uh, all the hype, everything that people say about it is perfectly true. It's for the mm. price, for what it is, it's really really good and i'm sure you're gonna mm. speak more about it of which you've already have repeatedly yeah i'm sorry i can't help it it's just so good <laughs> and um there's i always I, I keep going back to hitman as well but i've never i've really played enough of it I, I'm, I'm still on um sapienza i still haven't even gone past that yet uh, my intention is to completely rinse every map and then move on to the next one um yeah but that is just fantastic as everyone knows yeah listen to the listen to our hitman special if you haven't already uh i yeah that is that is downloaded <laughs> ready to go once i've the plan was once i've gone through all of the epi- once th- through all the episodes uh yeah probably best to do that because like we may spoil some of the we don't really spoil too much of the story um but we might spoil a few of the techniques that you can use to mm-hmm. 
kill your targets in some of the later levels. But yeah, um, Hitman is a phenomenal game and it's the gift that keeps on giving because they keep just keep on dropping more elusive targets and like there was the recent update with the uh professional difficulty i think it's called professional difficulty yes um where the ai is uh that the intelligence is turned up more and they're more aggressive uh and like you can't like uh you know normally like you could have like a pistol in his suit and guards won't find it unless they pat you down uh, on that difficulty it's like it's like obvious to other people um that you've got a pistol in your suit <laughs> is that a pistol in your pocket or yeah <laughs> so you can't walk around with a weapon without it being spotted and, and like and things like that and like uh, uh limited save use and 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 whatnot which was on some of the old ones like hitman blood money if you played it on um uh, one of the highest difficulties, i think like you didn't get any saves like once you started uh that was it um if you fucked up then you'd have to start that level again from the beginning so it's still a little bit more forgiving than that but um yeah hitman is fantastic yeah so if you had to recommend one of those to a lapsed gamer well it, it, it we would be ratchet and clank but that's not yeah. that's not new is it uh, we we that's it's been covered covered many a time I- doesn't matter to be honest with you. I, 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 yeah, I'd go along with that. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank is cracking. Yeah. Um, if you've ever played uh, like a um, Sly Cooper or Spyro the Dragon or uh, any of those like third-person um, character action platformers, then yeah, you'll you'll get on board with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a great yeah. game to just pick up, have a have a have a fun hour or so. Wait till the next night. Carry on again. There's no yeah. hu- no huge um, no huge investment with it. Just pick it up and have a great time. Mister Zircon is here to kill. Stuart, what have you been playing? I have been playing a small amount of stuff. Um, I over the weekend there I was down in Dublin. Um, so obviously we get train journeys down, and to fill my time, I have been mostly playing on mobile stuff. Um, so I've put a little bit more time into I Love Hugh, which is still just a great little uh, game. Just it's just color palettes, but it's yeah. very very therapeutic for some reason, and just so easy to sit and um, just play whenever you have a spare couple of minutes. Sure, I keep uh, forgetting to download that, so I'm going to do that now. Go and do that now. Uh, I'm doing the, it right now. <laughs> okay. The other free puzzle game I've been playing is Logical Sale. Um, which is a number of fit shapes into a certain shape. Um, so it'll be like a grid pattern or something similar. And there's also ones where you have to um, get the lines connecting so they all turn red. Or there'll be the sort of negative of that where you have to get them turning the little cogs and what have you so that they um, aren't connected and aren't red anymore. From what I can tell, it's completely free. There are um, a huge amount of levels. I think you can pay for um, maybe an extra couple of um, difficulties and things like that. But there is plenty there to keep people amused um, for a little freebie uh, on mobile. Um, I have also been playing Pokemon Go. Now that the Generation 2 Pokemon have been released and they're out there to catch. Um, I've been sort of ticking away on Pokemon Go just as something to do while going for a walk and having new Pokemon to catch is slightly exciting I have to say Mm. (laughs) only slightly exciting though Um, so it's interesting playing that Um, I think I'm up to 
Oh, what were my last numbers? It was in around 174 seen and maybe 150 odd caught, including the new Generation 2 ones. Um, I was maybe sitting at about 120 or so of the Generation 1s, um, mm. so not too bad. And some of those, I'm eventually sort of getting enough candies. I'm just sort of trading them or swapping them as my buddies uh, just to get candies for walking them for the ones that don't appear up too often. Every day I walk to work... Uh, walk into town at lunchtime and walk home from work and I keep forgetting to just load up Pokemon Go <laughs> and play it while I'm walking. I haven't played it in a couple of months, I think. Mm-hmm. I just keep forgetting about it. Yeah, I have to say whenever we were down in Dublin and um, in the hotel we were able to get free Wi-Fi there, so we turned on our Wi-Fi, turned on our location and just tried to see what was about and living in a major city is a massive benefit to anybody who does play mm. Pokemon Go regularly you yeah. know you'd really don't have to walk too far to hit Pokestops um, find a couple of gyms and just the amount of Pokemon that do spawn is ridiculous mm. um, so sitting in bars and pubs and things while we were down there uh, quite a few Pokestops got quite a few lures put on them and uh, quite a few Pokemon were caught which was nice yeah I'm off to uh, I'm off to Rome at the weekend, and uh, a friend of mine who went uh, last year, uh, he posted a screenshot of <laughs> just like the sheer number of Pokestops and gyms that were just in the vicinity by his hotel. So uh, yeah, I might, I might place someone I'm out there when I should be looking at you know beautiful architecture and whatnot. I'll be uh, trying to find the next Pokestop, and mm. yeah, it's just go out for dinner and stick a lure on the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, my data contract doesn't include um, sort of international travel or whatever, your EU travel mm. at the minute. So um, we were doing it purely on Wi-Fi um, for the places that we were in. Um, but we're still able to get a fair amount. Yeah. The other one game that I've been playing on mobile is a new time-travelling puzzle game called Causality. You are a an astronaut or a pair of astronauts um, that you control on the board. And it's a very interesting mechanic because it's time-based, but you literally can progress time one step, so the um, astronaut will move on to the next square, and you have time to turn um, sort of direction tiles and things, or um, get the astronaut into a time portal, which may either fast-forward or rewind time and actually place the astronaut into a different part of the maze, and you have to try and complete each level in a certain amount of steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very, very clever little game and really nice to play. Um, again, on mobile, and because it's time or turn-based um, to an extent, you can just take your time over it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I think that was £2 on Android, and looks grand on a Gal- uh, Samsung Galaxy S6, and I'm sure it would scale nicely mm-hmm. as well onto a larger tablet too. How does that hold up to... Because um, I know you've been, uh, you've been playing some Deus Ex... Um, Deus Ex Go, haven't you? Okay. Yes, I have. Uh, a yeah. little bit. Um, I've probably played a little bit more of Causality than I have Deus Ex. Right. And, yeah, from that sort of standpoint, it's very similar. Um, as you say, just sort of the turn-based, you move on a step, some things mm. change, and you have to try and work out then how to get to the end of the level as such. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, both games are very, very good. Uh, but Causality, I don't know, it just seems to have um, a little bit less... Fraught, maybe. I know, you know, the whole thing with Deus Ex Go is that there's a little bit more tension because there's the, you know, the soldiers or whatever running around trying to catch yeah. stuff as well. Um, causality has a little bit less of this and it just feels more like a, a direct puzzle 
um, rather than trying to get to the end of a level and uh, sort of dealing with the action and what have you. Mm. Um, but very, very good. Mm. The last game then uh, that I've been playing on PC is a very strange game. It's called Elegy for a Dead World and isn't really a game. It's actually more of a, I want to say, a muse for fictional writing. Um, you are an astronaut in like a, a nebula and there are three portals uh, that you can fly yourself up to. Um, each of the portals then is a planet um, that you land on and you basically make your way through the planet um, just using the ordinary cursor case but every so often you'll come to a little feather um, sort of on the border um, of the screen below you. You press tab and that will bring up a story segment. Now, whenever you start the level, it gives you options of whether or not or what story prompts you want to get, um, want to be given. Um, you get about half a dozen different versions and things. One of them basically gives you the layout of War of the Worlds. Um, one of them, um, is maybe a little bit sort of more free flowing. Um, and, but each of the sort of little story segments basically, it leaves out a word, but within that or a space. Um, but within that, you can fill in as much or as little as you like. So if you want to put just one word um, into each of those, you can. Or you can completely delete all of the text that it actually gives you and completely start afresh. So in theory, you could actually sit and write like a free-flowing poem um, across each of the world. Uh, each of the worlds has like maybe four, somewhere between 14 and 17 different story points. And there's really nice imagery and everything that you can use to maybe um, get some uh, sort of just ideas um, that you can use to write whatever story that you want to. It's very interesting. As I say, it's not a game, but there are um, a fair amount of other people's stories um, that you can read. So once you actually finish a story, you can publish it, and um, other people can read it, and if they like it, they can give you a commendation. Um, But you can then also read other people's stories and give them commendations as well. There is a little bit of... Um, trophies or achievements um, attached to it on Steam in that you're looking for 1,000 commendations on each of your stories in each of the portals. There are as many stories as you like um, in each of the portals. That's not going to happen. I don't think there's enough people playing it or even necessarily reading each other's stories and giving commendations. Um, but as an interesting tool for just sort of getting the creative juices flowing, um, it was interesting. For what I would recommend for a lapsed gamer, um, I would say Logical Sale is very, very good as a little time waster in the fact that it's free. But as a better paid-for experience, I would say Causality is a very good little time-turning puzzle game and uh, is well worth looking at. Late-breaking backlogathon news. I have downloaded I Love You and a normal lost phone. (laughs) (laughs) I am currently playing I Love You. Uh, you've still got my undivided <laughs> attention, obviously. Um, and there's a little aside as well. When I first read on the uh, the running order, uh, causality, I read it for about five times as casualty. Uh, I didn't know whether perhaps there was a new um, RPG house where maybe you, your Ash, the uh, paramedic from Casualty, maybe going around saving some lives. I was uh, sufficiently disappointed to hear that it's not. Great. What have I been playing? Uh, Stardew Valley. Lots and lots and lots of Stardew Valley. <laughs> I have now put in something like 55, 56 hours, I think. Uh, it says on the clock when I go to load my save game. Um, 
I've got married, Mazel Tov. Uh, my farm has gotten nice, uh, nice and big. I've got like you know uh, automatic sprinkler systems on where all my crops are. Mm. I've got four cows and four goats and four chickens, and I'm uh, just upgrading one of my barns so I can get ducks as well. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, buy the final upgrade for the house so I get the basement so I can start aging my own wine and cheese. Reached the bottom of the mines. I've unlocked the desert and I've unlocked the sewers. I've done three of the uh, community center projects are completed. Yeah, I've made some serious progress on that game. I'm nearly at the end of year two, um, which is when the game sort of, as far as I understand, that's like like the main thing is like get to the end of year two and then you get an appraisal from from Grandad, who I'm pretty sure is dead, but it, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, You get an appraisal from your dead Grandad. Yeah, top left-hand corner of the map, it's his grave, isn't it? Or it's a shrine to his to him. Yeah, it says shrine. You read it, it says like, something like, you will receive a special gift after two years or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's, the aspect of it is a bit weird. But yeah, I just, I, 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 just, oh, I can't can't describe how much i love that game i just it's so good like it's just so simple to play and yet there's so much depth to it um and it combines so many disparate but uh game styles that just fit together perfectly like the the animal crossing aspects the the harvest moon aspects the uh, spelunky slash old school Zelda aspects of it I've just genuinely fallen in love with this world uh, and the community like all the people in the town um, and the various other little places hidden about like uh, there's a character that you come across in the mines as well I don't know if this is spoilers at all but there's a dwarf in the mines um, who you need to find a bunch of scrolls to be able to understand what he's saying then you can make friends with him <laughs> it's just a magical game and it like it blows my mind that one person made it it doesn't have like the same shine and polish as like an animal crossing game but it does far more than any animal crossing game has ever done i can't i just can't stop playing it so if you've racked up 55 hours and you've just reached the end of year two i'm um about two-thirds of the way through autumn i can't imagine how much i played during those four days then if i finish the first year that's terrifying. Well, yeah, you probably played 30 hours. Christ almighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, yeah, somewhere between 25 and 30 hours if you did a, a whole year. No wonder it took me so long to recover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fever dreams. Yeah. <clears throat> but I have actually found some time to play some other games when I haven't been playing Stardew Valley. Um, first of all, Titanfall 2. Uh, it's been a while since we talked about this. It's been at least two weeks since we played about <laughs> talked about Titanfall. Um, so there's been a new update, one of um, several planned free updates for Titanfall 2. Uh, the Live Fire update. So it's a brand new game mode called Live Fire. Um, they've made two custom maps for it, and it's only played on those maps, and those maps are only for Live Fire. So they're Two really small maps, um, 6v6, no Titans, you just just the pilots, strict 60-second maximum rounds. Uh, so you have to either eliminate the other team completely or uh, before the, the 60 seconds runs down or uh, there's a flag in the middle of the map and if you don't, if one of the teams isn't wiped out before 60 seconds um, ends, then the team who is holding the flag, doesn't matter how many, how much of a like disadvantage in terms of people who are alive, um they win if you're holding the flag. Uh, so 
uh, no respawns. If you die, then you have to wait until the next round to load in. Um, and it's best of five, so the matches lasts at tops ten minutes for a whole match. Uh, it's very rare that the sixty seconds actually runs out. the The game, the matches usually end in about twenty to forty seconds. By what? By, by you know that point. Um, one of the two teams has been completely wiped out because the maps are really small uh, by which mean uh, you can hit the opposing team's spawn point with a grenade from your spawn point Um, (laughs) it's that small Um, it's crazy it's 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 frantic it's uh it forces you to play titanfall in a completely different way because you can bite you can be super aggressive and like on one of the maps there's like kind of like a zip line that goes from your spawn point to the enemy's spawn point you can just jump up that jump up on that zip line across and get behind enemy lines and hope that you don't get spotted on the way over mm-hmm. um or you can you can play like super defensively and just camp out in your spawn point and just wait for the enemy team to come to you um yeah, it completely changes the way that you play Titanfall, and it's it's really really cool. Uh, frustrating uh, because you kind of get used to in Titanfall. If you get killed, you just hit square straight away, and you re- you, you know you respawn straight away. Whereas like the number of times where I've jumped into a live fire match, round one starts, you run around the first corner, dead, boom, and that's it. And you're like, okay, right, I just have to watch the rest of this round play out before I get the next one. Next round starts, boom, dead, okay fine it's going to be like that is it <laughs> so yeah it can be it can be really really satisfying it can be really really frustrating but uh, it's just another way to play titanfall 2 and it's fucking great um next up doom um mm. still haven't played too much more of that i am only i think maybe four or five levels in i'm tending to play like a level at a time uh, rather than just sitting down and blasting through it, because uh, I know it's, it's only about twelve hours long, as far as I'm aware, the campaign. Yeah, it's it's not very mm. long at all. Yeah, so I kind of want to savor it. I don't want to bash through the whole thing in one go. So I'll play a level at a uh, you know a level at a time. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else there is to be said about Doom that hasn't been said a million times by everybody else. It's fantastic. The bit that always makes me laugh when I think about it is it's it's when you first, I don't know, yeah, you must have reached that a bit now. Um, the first time you you reach one of the crystal things that you have to uh, you have to disconnect. Uh, oh, yeah. To- and the, the head of the the, the the facility keeps talking. Yeah, and, and your man, the head of the facility, he's, uh, what's his name? Anyway, um, he's there saying... Hayden? Uh, yeah, Hayden. Uh, Samuel yeah. Hayden. Um, yeah. Sa- Sayden. Uh, so you, you, have to, <laughs> you have to disconnect this uh, if, if you destroy it. And then as soon as he even starts talking, you've smashed the shit out of the thing because you're the doom guy and you do not care. Yeah, it's like, oh, exposition. I'll just punch this screen until he stops talking. Just the sheer <laughs> brutality of it. That's absolutely oh, brilliant. Um, I actually jumped into the multiplayer as well. I did jump in and played one game of a mode that's kind of like football. Um, well, kind of like American football sort of thing. Um where there's like two teams, uh, you've got a goal that you're supposed to be defending, and then like uh, a ball will appear that's basically just a big eyeball somewhere in the map. Uh, you grab it, you run to the other team, uh, and then chuck it or carry it into the goal. When you're carrying the ball, you can't shoot, but you can like uh, left trigger to pass to a teammate or right trigger to like have a shot. Um, and that mode was actually really really fun um i only played two matches on it but i actually had a real good blast on that so uh 
probably team deathmatch and stuff like that would still feel a bit weak but um interesting modes like that where it's kind of like the opposite of capture the flag um kind of fun next up the game that i finished this week uh not hero which is um it's a ps plus game i think it's still the ps plus game for this month one of the PS Plus games on PS4. Uh, it's not on Vita, unfortunately, which is a crime because it would be perfect on that console. Um, it's by Roll7, the the guys who made Oli Oli and Oli Oli 2. Uh, and it is a 2D side-scrolling shooter. Um, but it's like, as they described it, two and a quarter D. Um because you do you basically it's like a cover shooter you you move left and right and you press up and down to go through doorways uh and you've got a shoot button and a slide button and the slide button will slide you uh, you tap it and you'll slide into cover um but which means you can't be hit by enemy fire uh, unless you pull the trigger and your character will pop out of cover you don't they don't actually move it's just that when they're in cover they're slightly shadowed and when they're not in cover they're not and that's basically it you run through the levels and kill everything uh the plot is that a giant purple rabbit from the future called bunny lord has come back in time because the future's messed up so he wants to become elected as like mayor of um the city to basically wipe out crime to make the future better um and he does that by hiring a bunch of mercenaries to go and murder all of the henchmen and then the the bosses of like three gangs so there's like russians i don't know what they're supposed to be like south london i don't even know how to describe it it's like (laughs) and then there's like uh, yeah there's like three different groups of of people he's supposed to wipe out and whatnot uh not only is the combat and everything like really fun but it's just got a stupid sense of humor um all of the different characters are just like so there's like the the first character you get is a guy called mike who is a cheeky cockney with a balaclava who likes shooting people and then there's cletus who is looks like a hillbilly and has a shotgun but he's very scottish um uh, one of the characters is a really, really angry Welsh woman um, <laughs> who can run while shooting. Uh, and then there's uh, one of the other characters is a uh, functioning alcoholic from St. Helens who's got a sawn off shotgun and a knife. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there's Clive who's got two pistols and chain smokes and talks a bit like James Bond. Um, and there's a whole all the characters are just really wacky and they've got uh, hilarious uh, lines of dialogue um and it's just fast and incredibly bloody and actually towards the end really really frustratingly difficult but not in a bad way it's like you know oh fucked up quick restart oh fucked up quick restart mm. like 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 ollie ollie was you know it's easy to fuck up but you keep on trying and you keep getting a little bit further and then when you get to the end you feel fucking great yeah i really really enjoyed that game uh i managed to finish it on the on the lowest level um <laughs> there's like uh, 21 or 22 levels uh and there's like challenges on them so like um so you've got to complete the level with like within a certain number of seconds uh without getting punched within like a certain number of shots like various different challenges that apply onto the levels uh and you're rated as like um uh mayor prime minister king of britain or global megalord um, depending on how well you do in that uh, and to get like the top rating at the end of the game you have to complete all the challenges and all the levels and there's no way I'm going to be able to do that because <laughs> it is so hard uh, towards the end but um, 
yeah it's it's ridiculous and it's free if you got ps plus and you got ps4 so get it downloaded and give it a go because it's cracking yeah what's your last game though Oh, my last game. Um, yeah, this is my uh, confession. This is the one I bought. Plants vs. Zombies <laughs> Garden Warfare 2. Uh, so I picked up the first PVZ Garden Warfare uh, during the PlayStation Experience weekend uh, a couple of years ago uh, when EA decided to give away a couple of games free for the weekend. I uh, gave away PVZ Garden Warfare on PS4 and Mirror's Edge on PS3 uh, for free. I downloaded that and had an absolute blast with it. So decided when I saw this on sale for uh, it was eleven pounds. I thought, ah, oh, screw it, I'll pick that up because mm. basically it's like it's a big, colourful, wacky baby's first battlefield. Mm. Um, so you've got like your kind of traditional classes. You've got general, you know, just box standard infantry. Um, so like a zombie soldier on one side and the pea shooter on the on the the plant side. Uh, there's uh, snipers, medics, engineers, heavies, um, and it plays pretty much like a, a simplified battlefield game, but in third person. Um, but just really colourful and wacky and fun and really casual. Uh, most shooters that I've got uh, multiplayer shoots I like to play online with other people like I'll team up on Battlefields or uh, Titanfall 2 or Overwatch I like to play with other people um, nobody else that I know plays at the Plants vs. Zombies <laughs> Garden Warfare games and I'm fine with that it doesn't matter at all I, I can just jump on um, stick a podcast on in the background and just you know knock out a few matches mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, there's like a surprising amount of depth in there but it's you can play it incredibly casually and still have a good time. Um, I was, I wasn't going to like, I wasn't going to pick it up when it first came out at like 40 quid, because as much as I enjoyed the first one, it's like, I don't enjoy it that much. Um, but if for, you know, for a tenor, it's a, it's a cracking game. Uh, and there's a hell of a lot more content in there than there was in the first one. And it leans a hell of a lot less on the microtransaction stuff for, um, cosmetics. Uh, like there's still like the sticker shop where you buy using in-game currency, like packs of stickers, like Panini stickers that will unlock new skins and new characters and things like that. But the game's just shits currency. So I don't see how you'd ever need to actually buy any. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the first game was really stingy, uh, it's just basically in a, just a big improvement and way more a- additional game modes and new characters over the first one. So if you enjoyed the first uh, Garden Warfare, th- and then um, I don't know how long this EA sale's going on for, but it's eleven pounds for the second one, so might be worth picking up. But yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy that game. Nobody else I know does, but <laughs> screw it, I love it. <laughs> As for what I'd recommend for a uh, lapsed gamer, uh, see, I'd like to recommend Not a Hero um, because it's free uh, and the levels are short, but it's really, really hard. Uh, and you've got to have lightning fast reactions in some of the later levels uh, if you don't want to be replaying the same level 30 or 40 times. And. Um, nearly breaking your controller um so uh, stardew valley it's got to be stardew valley it's <laughs> going to be stardew Eternally. valley every week for this year i was gonna say can we just not make that your default answer <laughs> I'm, I'm sure eventually i'm going to play a game that's uh, i think is as good uh for laps gamers um as stardew valley but i tell it's like titanfall like life fire uh, i mean if if you're you know au fait with first person shooters 
um, and you want a game that you can play in a short amount of time, then Life Fire, uh, the Life Fire mode in Titanfall Two is perfect for that because mm-hmm. it's yeah. I have like a, the the because uh, it's first to five and the matches are strict sixty seconds and then there's like maybe ten seconds worth of gump in between each round. Like the longest it will last is about ten eleven minutes for a match. So you know if you push for time then that's a good m- mode to play but you need to you need to know what you're doing in the first person shoot to have fun with that whereas like anyone can play Stardew Valley absolutely anyone and it's such a lazy game to play and it's so relaxing it's just so lovely <laughs> <sighs> yeah enough of that Okay, so moving on to the news. Um, Stuart, do you want to read what you've wrote? <laughs> I'm not so reading I, it. I've been having a little bit of fun with the uh, the recent announcement of Middle Earth um, Shadows of War, the sequel to Shadows of Mordor. Um, basically, I've got stuck down here just to try and confuse Mark. Wardor Shadow of Rings announced, or Shadow the Hedgehog Rings of Wardor, or Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor 2 Shadow Mordorier. <laughs> That's my favourite. <laughs> uh, basically, the sequel, uh, the long awaited sequel, and um, very quietly um, being made sequel, um, has been hmm. revealed. Uh, through a trailer, although it was leaked, so I don't think the uh, the company had much choice, or Warner Brothers had much choice um, about keeping it quiet any longer. So yes, they have finally released an actual trailer for what our very own Andy Pitty calls the Game of a Generation. Um, so a lot of people are getting very, very excited by it. And uh, I think it's due out this Andy is, year? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. I I think me and Andy both are um, big Tolkien nerds. Um, I don't quite agree with his assertion that it's game of the generation, but it's definitely me- um, gameplay mechanic of the generation, mm. um, the, the, the Nemesis system. Um, still don't understand how nobody else has tried to copy that uh, or why Warner Brothers have not bothered to put that in any of the other, other games because it is such a good idea mm. and it works so well. Um yeah, I mean, the first game. The first game is great. It's it's dirt cheap now. Wherever you look, it's always on sale, uh, and it does Assassin's Creed better than Assassin's Creed does. Um, so if you want, if you like, uh, if you like things Tolkien and you like Assassin's Creed, then it's a perfect mix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am super excited about a sequel. Yeah, it, yeah, it it really grabbed me when I played through it. I'm, I'm not a guy that mm-hmm. normally goes for trophies, but I actually ended up platinum him in the damn thing and just oh, wow. to, yeah just in, in one just go just I could not stop playing it and i can't mm. wait to see what they do with this sequel to see what what they do new really uh i'm not what new what new elements they add to it yeah i'll just quickly skim through the actual press release so middle earth shadows of war will be available for xbox one project scorpio windows 10 pc windows store and steam so i'm assuming because it's windows 10 it has something to do with DirectX 12. Um, it'll also be available on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro. And it looks to be released in around the 25th of August 2017. So they've done a really good job of keeping it quiet. Um, it will also be available as an Xbox Play Anywhere title. Um, which I think basically means if you buy it on the Xbox, then you can um, you have the license to play it on Windows as well. 
Um, so Monolith Productions continues to innovate by introducing a deeper, more personalized gameplay experience coupled with authentic storytelling, said David Haddad, president of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Um, so then just goes, so at following the amazing reception of, uh, Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor, uh, Shadow of Mordor, we massively expanded every dimension of the game, including the world, the story, the RPG systems, the core gameplay, and of course the personal player stories of the Nemesis system. Um, so as lifelong fans of Middle Earth, we are so grateful to have had the privilege to bring to life the most incredible fantasy world ever created in a new way for a new generation. And, from what I can tell, the storyline is set somewhere between the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and continues the original narrative of Middle-earth's Shadow of Mordor. Um, players will be engrossed in a richer, more personal and expansive world full of epic heroes and villains, iconic locations, original enemy types, even more personalities, and a new cast of characters with untold stories. An awful lot of people had been hoping for a sequel at some stage, and the fact that this is what nearly... we're less than six months away from it now. Well, there were rumours that they were going to announce it at E3 last year, yeah, uh, and then for some reason didn't. Uh, I don't think Warner Brothers really announced anything uh, at E3 last year. <sighs> what have they got at the moment? Batman? <laughs> well, uh, Batman's done now, I think. Yep. I don't know what Rocksteady are doing now. Mad Max was... Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> have they fingers in Injustice, maybe? Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course they've got um, Injustice Two, uh, Nether Realm. Yes. Um, so yeah, they've got Injustice Two, which actually looks really, really good. Um, I just wish I didn't suck at it so much. Uh, <laughs> I can beat my girlfriend at it, but that's it. I went online <laughs> and the game made me cry. Um, <laughs> that's all fighting games online do. Yeah, they do. I'm so mad. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, so yeah, be, yeah, Warner Brothers kind of need something big. Um, but yeah, uh, First Shadow Mortal was great, so more of the same, please, with mm-hmm. more stuff, more Nemesis. So our next piece of news is that, surprise, surprise, the Nintendo Switch is getting a day one system update. It'll probably take ages to download. Uh, like many modern consoles, the Nintendo Switch is due to receive a sizable day one system update just prior to launch. Uh, we've now got solid details on what this update will bring. And the most important of which is access to the eShop. Well, it'd be... Uh, yeah, that's pretty surprising if it would launch without access to the eShop. Um, other network and online features also be enabled, such as online gameplay, a- again, yeah. Um, image sharing via social media and the linking of Nintendo accounts. I should bloody well hope that it would launch with all of those things. It is Nintendo. Um, that's true, yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> what can you say? The update will also turn on the ability to connect to public hotspots, which require you to visit a web page to sign in or have some other form of authentication because the Switch lacks the web browser required to normally access these hotspots. Uh, Nintendo expects the update to launch just before the arrival of the Switch itself, so it should be live the moment you turn on your console. Uh, it'll download in the background and will install quickly, they say, to ensure that it doesn't disrupt gameplay. But, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> um, while we're on the subject of the Switch, um, the Nintendo Switch is getting its first portable-only game as well. Um, we don't know how to pronounce this. V-O-E-Z. Voz? Voz? <laughs> well, yeah, how do you pronounce that? It's a Japanese rhythm action game that uses the Switch's touchscreen. Uh, there's no button... Con- it basically seems like a port of a mobile game. There's no mm-hmm. uh, button controls at all, so you can't play it when it's docked. <laughs> 
in news that no one is quite sure how these numbers add up. Sony sells nearly yep. 1 million PSVR headsets, even though there are no PSVR headsets available to buy in any shops anywhere I reckon, in the world. Um, I think Shuhei Yoshida's selling them out the back of a van because <laughs> nobody's got them in stock. Well, that's because, yeah, presumably they only made 950,000 headsets of which they have all sold out across the world. Because Sony yeah. revealed in an interview with the New York Times that, yes, they have sold 915,000 headsets, which is surprising. Uh, the figure joins the previously revealed number of 5 million Samsung Gear VR headsets sold so far, and is the only solid data we have about the size of the VR market. Uh, none of you guys have got a VR um, headset, yes, have you? Oh, Mark, you've I've got, got a, uh, yeah. I've got a Gear VR, yeah. Um, apparently, uh, from what figures they people have got, uh, the Gear VR has outsold um, uh, PlayStation VR, Oculus, and the Vive. Mm. Mm, um, but the Gear VR is less than a hundred pounds. So yeah, um, so it does make sense if if it is sold five times better, but it's also it's around four times cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> all ads plus up, it, those they were also giving them away with um, uh, Galaxy S7 and Galaxy S7 Edges uh, when they first came out. If you bought one from Samsung, it came uh, and from certain you know uh, mobile carriers, mm-hmm. it came with a Gear VR headset as well. So I'm guessing they're counting those as well. But yeah, five million. Um, I wish. Uh, as people on other podcasts have said, I wish it was reflected in the Oculus Store for the Gear VR headset, <laughs> which is still uh, a little bit thin on the ground. <laughs> um, but there are some interesting things on there. Um, I'm still glad I bought mine. The only other bit of news uh, we've got is that um, while we're on the subject of sales, uh, Minecraft has broken 120 million copies. Um, it's now sold, yeah, just over 121, actually 121 million copies across all platforms. Uh, 55 million people play it every month, which is an increase of 15 million from the last tally in June 2016. Um, it's shifted 21 million copies since June of last year. Uh, and as Eurogamer joked that that must be because of the launch of the Wii U version um, <laughs> <laughs> shots fired uh, yeah that, that makes it now according to um, I mean like discounting free to play mobile games and things like that the second biggest selling video game ever um, outstripping Wii Sports by about 40 million uh, nearly nearly 40 million Um it's got a long way to go to beat Tetris, which is nearly 500 million copies. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's doing well. And remember, Tetris has been out for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Not that Minecraft will ever reach that. No. But the kids the kids seem to like this Minecraft game. Yeah. I keep hearing about it. The, these these blocks. <laughs> no, no I, 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 I love Minecraft. Um, I bought it on PC. Uh, I've got it on Vita. I've got it on PS4. I think I bought it on 360. I've got it on my phone so I can play it on the Gear VR. Um, yeah, I bought that game multiple times. Uh, it, is, it is pretty special. It's worked not only is like is it a great game to play but it's like it's been quite a useful educational tool um 
I remember on I, can't, I think it was Charlie Brooker's Hell Video Game Saved the World. Um, Keith Stewart from the Guardian talking about what an impact uh, Minecraft had on um, his son, who is I think his son's autistic. Yeah, he's um, got a book out now as well. Yeah. So it's a bit of a cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. um, and it's made Notch a hell of a lot of money. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Does he still? No, he doesn't get any more money. He sold it outright, doesn't he? he doesn't he? Doesn't get any any more money from Minecraft? I don't think. Well, no. Thought of, no. He got he got his billion, and he's just doing his own thing now, isn't he? Just uh, yeah, having pe- just... periodic breakdowns on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. As always, we are doing our free game giveaway. Our ongoing game codes giveaway can be found at the link in our Podbean notes and on our blog. Um, as usual, please take games, please. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you think you're trying to give away games and nobody <laughs> seems interested. It's just so bizarre. Um, but yes, please have a wee look. Um, they're all on Steam. Um, so obviously maybe that'll put some people off, but. Um, there are plenty there to choose from, and uh, I dare say with some of the humble bundles and what have you that have come um, between or from the end of Christmas to the sort of start of the new year, there will be a few extra codes being added to those. And if you have any extra codes that you want to try and get rid of, um, please pass them on and we'll try and give them away as well. Uh, I've got a couple of games to give away as well, but uh, I don't know if anyone will want them <laughs> and there are physical versions, but because I've upgraded to like the next-gen versions of Dark Souls 2 and Dishonored, I've got the Xbox 360 version of Dishonored and the PlayStation 3 version of Dark Souls 2 available to a good home. I just have to figure out how to give them away, so to keep honest, an eye on the Twitter if, and I'll think of something. Well, even if we can't, you know, we can't give games away for people just signing up to them. So I'd say if anybody actually wants those games and is listening, just tweet at yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, just tweet at Yeah, if you if you if you want Dark Souls 2 on PS3 or you want Dishonored on Xbox 360, let us know. I will go down to the post office and send them to your door. <laughs> yeah. There's an offer. I just want the shelf space for more amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> So, as always, you can stream or directly download our episodes as MP3s via our Podbean homepage, which is lapsgamerradio.podbean.com. Uh, if you're enjoying our content, then please subscribe to the Laps Gamer Radio feed on iTunes, and all reviews are most welcome and appreciated in order to allow our little community to thrive. Uh, you can chat with us on social media. So, we are at lapsgamer on Twitter and uh, facebook.com forward slash lapsedgamer. Uh, you can also email us, lapsedgamerradio at gmail.com, and visit our blog at lapsedgamer.com for more written content. Um, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye.